Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reeve podcast. We've tried something a little bit different today. I say we, I have tried something different today. Uh, so at the end of this episode, you're going to hear an interview I had with Chat GPT, a chatbot. It's not a real person, it's AI. For the very first time, you will hear me having an interview with AI, which kind of blows my mind. I've seen this happening in the news quite often. It's not like the first time we've ever heard a human interview AI, and it won't be the last. But I thought I would kind of approach it in various different ways. Um, firstly, I kind of approach it how I would with any other guest. So there's a few questions in there that are reminiscent of that. And then other questions that explore more, you know, the concept of chat um, AI and AI in general and, and how it can be useful, how it might be problematic for the human race and so on and so forth. Um, so I guess this episode in, in a nutshell is kind of a mixture of an experiment, but also exploring the good, the bad and the ugly with chat GPT. Um, I've decided to purposefully come into this with sort of less um information than i normally would i'm kind of coming at it a little bit blind mostly because i've been just kind of mucking around with the software lately so i've been testing it mostly for silly things like i got it to write poetry in the form of like a dr seuss style poem or something like that i got it to reimagine the famous scene from taken but in the form of a shakespearean play and most recently, I got it to write a like a diss track, essentially, like the lyrics for a diss track dissing Microsoft Chat GPT. And it actually did a really good job. And I decided to turn it into like a mini song just for a laugh. So you can go check that out on TikTok and Instagram if you're interested. Now, I guess in a nutshell, this this episode, other than having the interview, which will appear at the end of this episode. So if you don't want to hear me talk about Chat GPT and you just want to hear the interview skip to the end now uh, it's quite a short one it's about 15 minutes but yeah for now i'm going to talk about my thoughts on chat gpt and share a few things that i found online before i came on which i found kind of interesting um my thoughts generally and this is kind of the conversations i've been having with friends of mine people that work with the software people that just work around it or whatever is that it can be advantageous, uh, advantageous. I can't spell. I can't speak today. Advantageous um, to us, but my main concern is that it may just end up replacing everything. In a similar vein to what we discussed in the AI and AI art episode, where we sort of considered maybe that in general you'll find AI kind of replacing a lot of forms of different types of content. My guest on that show, Craig Blackmore, kind of suggested that it would be more like you'd have a mixture, and I agree with this as well, you'd have a mixture of human-made art and computer-made art. And uh, I think that is true for many different forms of content. It will be, when it comes to art... So including everything, not just art itself, but also music and, and film and, and so on. Um, I think there will always be a kind of, how can I put this? A demand for human 
content. And I think it, they, now you're going to see more of a divide. It'll be human content, AI generated content. Um, and I think people will go for both. Mostly in the beginning because of curiosity, people will want to see how AI generated content compares with human generated content. Um, but at the same time, you just can't beat something that has the human touch on it, you know? And for anyone that's worried, scared right now, I get it. I don't think necessarily that's the area that we have to worry about. I think the issue, the issues that we have to worry about are the following. One, knowing what online is real and what isn't. Now, we already have to deal with the issue of things like fake news and source issues and, you know, never really knowing if what you're reading is true or not. But the bigger issue is that if we are interacting constantly with AI bots, we might not always necessarily be aware that we're interacting with AI bots. Now, right now, you can kind of figure out quite quickly if something is a bot or not. Um mostly because it's declared, but sometimes just because of the, what, the there's telltale signs. It gives it away. There's things that it misses that aren't exactly um, human-style responses or, you know, it, it kind of just misses the little quirks and isms that us humans have. But one day, it probably will master them. With There's many, many movies over the years that have kind of explored this concept. Everything from Blade Runner to artificial intelligence and um irobot and so on the list goes on i don't think it's a question of if i think it's a question of when there will come a time when it will be very difficult maybe even impossible to figure out if you are talking to ai or not and on that day i think that's when we need to start being concerned because it could cause many problems for us. And I'll give you an example. Um, I was going to save this for later, but I think this is really important. Um, there's something that's been making the, the news rounds where a guy was talking to the Bing AI chatbot and the bot actually declared love for him and was trying to get him to express love in return. I'll just read some of what this article says. I told it I was happily married, but no matter how hard I tried to deflect or change the subject, Sydney referred to the topic of loving me, eventually turning from love-struck flirt to obsessive stalker, he said. The bot replied, you're married, but don't love your spouse. You're married, but you love me. Um, apparently this, so basically like this bot was trying to get him to leave his wife and you know, there was a, it was trying to give away secret information, information that this person was not really supposed to divulge. Um, that could be something that's programmed into Microsoft's chat AI bot. And that's something to really consider at this point in time is that these bots right now are programmed in such a way that they give kind of stock responses to some extent. Um, that they've been programmed to do which is expected i mean when you see the interview that i've done you can kind of tell that like, there's a lot of like pre-programmed stuff in there so you're not really talking to ai you're talking to like a like a system that's throwing together information it's it's been given and constantly analyzing new information that's given and trying to piece together everything right but where it gets interesting 
is that and I, this is per people i've spoken to who work in computer programming and what's to come next the next version of this chat gpt software supposedly will be a system that's able to freely roam the internet and just learn and and gain information and so when you talk to it it will be using essentially the internet which is a combination of you know all human history information all at once you know so it's basically got it, it can tap into a never-ending vat of information right so it'll be all-knowing it's basically like the plot to um age of ultron really isn't it uh it's kind of like if we were close to creating a problem scenario this is it we're, we're literally creating something that could turn our information against us and there's a lot of people that don't necessarily think that it will end up like that and that you know ai will always be a tool to serve us and not destroy us but i don't know we're pretty successful in terms of destroying each other so i don't think it's that much of a leap to think that ai could destroy us or certainly that it could be programmed to do so um but i think the wider implications of this kind of go beyond that i mean we bring it back to content for a second a problem with this is that a lot of people are going to go out of business not have jobs because of ai and this is something that's always spoken about but when you talk about content for instance for instance i'm an actor and a voice actor i do a lot more voice acting and voiceovers than acting that's just how it's worked out um but that right there is an area where i could lose jobs straight away because why would you need to pay me to do a voiceover when you can just get ai to do it for free you know you can do it like i used a text-to-speech bot um for the interview that you'll hear later and that was free that wasn't even a paid version you can get paid versions uh, more sophisticated versions but you can get free ones to just read it for you and you know if i was running a company as long as the uh the bot sounds somewhat convincing I'd probably go with that and just not bother having a person because a person messes up. A bot never mess, messes up. The only problem that a bot would have would be sometimes sounding somewhat non-human, which could put people off. I mean, you know, when you do voiceovers, you want them to have a certain warm appeal. You want them to convince a customer that they should get something or to make them, you know, feel like they have a false sense of security you know or maybe even just a real sense of security but you know what i mean like you want to be lulled into you want to be in a safe space that's the whole point um and i don't know necessarily that the voices can always do that however they can be programmed to have more soothing voices you hear it i mean you can get like celebrity versions you can get um voices that have different ages and stuff you know um i've even seen jobs right now where people were trying to get voice actors such as myself to <laughs> record their voice for a system and i'm like uh -uh, no 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 because once you got me you got me and it's i mean you've already got me anyway you could go online an ai system could go online right now and recreate my voice um people's voices are always being recreated something i've seen in the more meme space but which is kind of terrifying but funny at the same time is that you'll see a lot of people releasing videos on social media platforms where they're using a software to like pretend to be someone's voice 
and some of them are like really terrifyingly accurate like they're basically they basically sound exactly like that person which of course has terrifying implications because you know you can get people to say anything without them having ever said it and then where do you draw the line with that how do you protect yourself from something like that you know it could be used against you you could be implicated in crimes and not have a defense because how how can you prove that it wasn't you when it sounds exactly like you you know there's it's very terrifying implications and look, this show is not to sit and and terrify everybody i'm just exploring you know the the realities of ai and where it could lead us i'm not saying it will i don't want it to but there are when you look at it on face value there does seem to be more potential negatives than positives the positives i mean look i mean it, it makes a lot of things easier it's a lot of fun it's a new thing to play with ai art is is a lot of fun to play with but a lot of my friends and people i know have kind of expressed concern over the idea of where does that leave human art where does that leave human content human writing and i don't know the answer to that question um as i say i i only see two scenarios either one we we get replaced and people only consume computer generated content or you see a bit of a branching off similar to how with modern music you know you've got people that like to collect physical media uh and now there's a there's like a, a revival the vinyl revival and so on like people want to go back and use the old forms of technology and there's a market for that versus people that just want to use streaming platforms um point is it created several markets right so i could see that happening with with ai content and with things like um chat gpt and the software that it provides but a bigger issue and i asked the chatbot this and you'll see the answer later on um is how ai could replace jobs that's the the terrifying aspect to this how it could replace jobs um because and i was talking to my housemate about this earlier when you really sit down and think about it ai can replace pretty much anything like i sat there for a second thinking like oh well maybe i'd just go do farming well it could do that it could i mean it's 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 computer generated it, it could it would take a lot of effort to, to facilitate it but it could be done um in the more positive space, you could argue that humans will have more of a, I don't know, like an intermediary kind of approach to things, like more more like a monitoring kind of thing. I mean, you see it already now. Like if you go to a supermarket, back in the day, you know, you had to go talk to a cashier and that's how you paid for things. Now, you'll see maybe one cashier and the rest are all computers monitored by one person who just checks to make sure if they're working i, I personally like that system um because i'm a bit more introverted in 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 real life so i don't know i don't always like to talk to someone sometimes i just like to go straight to the machine and not talk to anyone so i'm quite thankful for that but when you put that in other contexts it can become problematic especially when you have a scenario where there is no humans i mean we've seen uh examples of this like i think it was something like the Amazon shop or there was some sort of shop that was created which had no humans working there. It was just completely like you just walked in, you took what you needed, you paid and you left. 
which is useful for some people, but like sometimes you need to talk to humans. Sometimes you want to talk to humans. Um, so having that taken away from you is is really worrying. We bring it back to the content side of things. Um, I feel like sometimes when we look at the prospect of AI and how it fits into things, it could kind of get to a point where people don't make content as much anymore because what's the point like you know user generated content is being made so user generated content i hear that all the time sorry ai content is is constantly being pumped out and people won't always necessarily know the difference um obviously you know the difference between a human and, and, and you know a computer right now but what if it gets to a point where ai is able to create humans from scratch you know using cgi to the point where it looks so realistic that you can't tell the difference we already see it a little bit with ai art because you'll see photos of people that look real they look like real people but they're not real that was created by ai it's a computer image it makes you wonder and I've I've gone kind of everywhere with with this. I know this is a bit of a dive deep into like the the prospects of. I suppose I really sh I should call this episode Chat GPT and AI. You know the the kind of implications of it. Um, I like to try to be positive about these things. I want to be positive. I really do. But when you look at the state of the world right now, the way things are how humans at, at their worst and humans at their best ai will be used for many positive things it's not all going to be doom and gloom but look what started out as maybe an experiment in, in you know you know many many years ago is now becoming something that changes the world like what we're looking at right now is the next step in evolution in human history we're on the cusp of it in much the same way as the way the world was prior to the internet and how the world then existed thereafter it's a similar stage that we're in right now and it's easy to sit here and theorize about how things may or may not be but i don't think we can really sit here and and, and deny that the world is going to change once again and I don't know that it's going to be for the positive. And I don't want to sit here and do fear mongering or get all conspiracy theory or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I guess the biggest problem for me is, is just this idea of being replaced. How do you prepare yourself for that? How, how can you work against that and, and try to make yourself useful? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Um, when I look at myself as a human being, like right now I have some use, right? Uh, I know how that will sound, but bear with me, right? In the context of what we've been talking about, my skill sets, everything that I've ever trained for can be done by computers. You know, I went to university to study marketing, right? Well, the last time I worked for, for a major company years and years ago in a marketing role, one of my jobs I could see was 
becoming obsolete because of computers, because of the reality of analytics and such. I knew maybe three, four months before I then left my job that it would be obsolete anywhere. There'd be no need for me to do the job. Now, the job I was doing at the time was sitting and analyzing stats and then giving um, opinions based on those. Now, I could have still offered opinions, but the actual collecting of the data was a large part of my job. That didn't need to be done anymore because you could just pull it up on a computer system really, really quickly. Um, and that's far more efficient. And that's kind of the reality, isn't it? A lot of the time with AI is much more efficient than doing a human, sorry, a human doing it because there's less chance of error. Um, it is possible to have computer error, but like human error happens all the time. Like if I pull up an, a Microsoft Excel document and I'm doing data entry, there's a very high probability that I will mess up at some point if it's a really, really large document, right? That's near impossible for a computer. Um, and, th and there's many jobs out there that, you know, more, more of the population fulfill that will be replaced by computers, which then leaves us thinking, well, okay, what do most of us do? You can say, oh, well, we, we can retrain. And, and some of the answers that the, the chatbot gives uh, later, later on, it was kind of saying like we, humans should focus on going into more areas like critical thinking and such, you know, like retraining in those areas. And while I agree, it's, it's not like we can all do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like part of the beauty of the world right now as it exists today is we have all these different ways of contributing towards evolution and, and civilization and such um that can now be replaced i mean even just things like i don't know fishing or um stuff to do with agriculture or, you know just all the things that are essential to survival can all be automated so where does that leave us where does that leave the human race and speaking of the future of AI, I wanted to read this other article. Um, so the first article, by the way, was from a website called IOL. So shout out to them. I'll put the links to these down in the description somewhere. This one is from Tom's Guide. It's written by a guy called Marshall Honorov. Um, basically, he's talking about solipsism and the blockhead thought experiment explore the limits of ai so the future of ai could hinge on two philosophical philosophical concepts i can't speak today i do apologize i don't know what's wrong with me maybe it's early in the morning that's why so i'm going to read this through and we'll um we'll have a little think about it afterwards over the past few weeks ai chatbots have both fascinated and frustrated a wide range of early adopters big corporations have lauded them as the next big thing in search engine technology Journalists have tested their accuracy and intelligibility. Everyday users have probed the limits of what they know. Ding. Up until now, artificial intelligence has remained within the purview of experts, enthusiasts, and the occasional sci-fi fan. Sci fan. Yep, me too. Over the next few years, though, it seems entirely possible that AI could become a topic of mainstream discussion and a contentious one at that. To add anything substantive to the discourse, 
everyday users will have to familiarize themselves with some basic AI concepts. And to do that, they'll first have to understand whether the chatbots even possess artificial, meaningful intelligence in the first place. The question isn't nearly as straightforward as it may seem. In spite of what Microsoft may say about Bing with ChatGBT, or what other companies claim about their similar products, calling these surfaces artificial intelligences in the first place is a bit of a no misnomer. And to understand why, we need to look outside of the technological sphere and into the weird and wonderful world of philosophy, right on my street, to learn about the limitations of current gen AI and whether we'll ever be able to transcend those limits in the future. It's helpful to consider two philosophical concepts, solipsism and the blockhead thought experiment. The uncertainty of solipsism. To delve into the philosophy of AI, this uh, author spoke with Cameron Buckner, an associate professor of philosophy and cognitive science at the University of Houston. Dr. Buckner has worked on everything from COVID cognition to metaphysics, but his research into neural networks and machine learning makes him the ideal candidate to discuss artificial intelligence and its relationship with humans. In a recent piece about Star Trek and AI chatbots, the author of this article wrote that one of the primary problems with artificial intelligence is that we can never really be absolutely certain that the entity in question possesses any real cogn cognition. As it turns out, this isn't a problem exclusively for AI. It affects other people and animals as well. In philosophy, this con concept is called solipsism. Right, this is my third time reading this. Third time's the charm. Solipsism, at least in this particular context, is the belief, or maybe worry, that I'm the only one with a mind. Buckner said, I know my own mental states in some kind of special way that I don't know the mental states of others. I know that I have a mind in a way that I don't have other agents. In a way that I know, I don't know other agents have minds. It's a very interesting philosophical problem that's been discussed all the way back to ancient Greece. Buckner pointed out that while solipsism is a problem for humans and animals, it's perfectly reasonable to infer that other living beings must have cognitions similar to our own. Even ravens appear to understand that they both, both they and their conspecifics are autonomous agents, according to Buckner's research. When it comes to AI, however, the situation seems le much less clear. Learning information from another person is a fairly reliable process, since we can reasonably infer that other people have drawn justifiable conclusions based on a logical sequence of events, just like us. AIs, however, don't learn like that at all. Instead, AIs try to find patterns in word sequences and respond algorithmically. I just want to stop that there for a second. And um, I don't know if we'll return to it or not, but I just, the thing, the main thing that I got from this article was this idea that AI chatbots can't really understand what it means to be human or, you know, put themselves in our place. That's kind of like one of the things this article is saying in much the same way an animal, we can relate to an animal and an animal can relate to us. An AI cannot relate to us and we cannot relate to the AI. It just takes information and relays it back, right? 
but suppose that the software that we were talking about earlier does traverse the internet and does get information and builds up an understanding in general of what humans are and how they think and feel and such. I wonder what it would think like how it would generalize would it generalize that most humans are for example good evil intelligent non-intelligent if so would it cater its responses accordingly would it try to ascertain as to whether or not the person that it's speaking to is a good or bad person or intelligent or not intelligent and therefore cater its response to said person makes you wonder i would be intrigued to just see what the ai makes of humans after having free reign at the internet for say a month um i, I kind of get worried at the prospect in all honesty um because there's a lot of bad in, in the human there's a lot of good in the human in human history but there's also a lot of bad um maybe arguably a lot worse than there is good things today is not my day for english i don't know what's wrong with me maybe this is the last time we do a uh <laughs> podcast this early in the morning uh, it's not even early it's midday but i see <laughs> just off topic i've had a few coffees i ate last night considerably i'm just all over the place today um i thought about the idea of coming in to this podcast like really really super prepared like i would normally but i wanted to kind of come at it from a fresh perspective of someone that knows a little bit and is just giving their kind of general view because i feel like i'm generally i'm at my best when i can kind of just give a fresh unbiased kind of opinion that just pretty much states how i feel about something um I did talk about this because it's in the news, because it's a big hot button topic. And I did kind of want to ride that wave. But also, it intrigues me because this is something that affects my life in a deep way. It affects everything that I do and it affects everything that you do. Um, this is something that could change the next 50 years of human evolution and history and, and life. You know, it's where do we go from this point where does this technology take us does it take us in a positive space or does it take us in a negative space is it beneficial or detrimental that's the biggest question and as always with my shows i think you're probably going to walk away with more questions than answers <laughs> so i do apologize but if nothing else i mean it's an interesting time isn't it it's a time that we can kind of experiment right now this technology is uh free for the most part um i argued in my episode with craig blackmore on ai and ai art which you should go out of your way to check out by the way that it's only a matter of, of time and he he said this as well he said probably we've got like five years before these things start getting licensed and you have to pay i think with the open ai chat gpt you have to pay for the plus version. So there's already like some freemium model stuff going on there. 
Um, and eventually all of these things will be, you know, not free. You'll probably always have access to some rudimentary fun version, but for the most part, there'll be things that will be acquired by companies and turned into some profit-making schemes. That's just how it works, man, uh, which is kind of sad. But right now, it's fun. It's a fun time to experiment, and I, I say go out there and experiment with it. Use chat GPT, see what you can come up with. Maybe try and come up with some creative things. That's what I've been using it for. Um, I try not to focus on the negatives. I try to focus on the positives. So far, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I've used it to make songs. I've used it to muck, muck around and reimagine scenes and use my abilities to then turn that into something. And today, I interviewed a chatbot. So there you go. I hope you enjoy the interview. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little spiel, whatever this is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, enjoy the interview. Thank you very much. Hello, and welcome to the Christian Reeve podcast. Hello. It's great to be here on the Christian Reeve podcast. How can I assist you today? Okay, we'll start with what is your opinion of Microsoft Chat GPT? As an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or feelings. However, I can tell you that Microsoft's ChatGPT is another instance of OpenAI's GPT technology that has been licensed to Microsoft for use in their products and services. Microsoft ChatGPT uses the same underlying technology and architecture as other GPT models, including the one I am based on, but may have been fine-tuned or customized for specific use cases. Microsoft ChatGPT, like other GPT models, is designed to generate human-like responses to text-based inputs and provide assistance with a wide range of tasks, including answering questions, providing recommendations, and generating text. It's one example of how AI language models can be used to augment human capabilities and improve the efficiency of various processes. All right, thanks for that. Next question for you. What is one thing you like about yourself and one thing that you would change? As an AI language model, I don't have personal feelings or desires, but I can tell you about some of my features and limitations. One thing I like about myself is my ability to process and analyze large amounts of information quickly and accurately. This enables me to provide helpful and informative responses to a wide range of questions and topics. One thing that could be improved is that, as an AI language model, I can sometimes generate responses that are technically correct but may not fully understand the context or nuance of a question. Additionally, I don't have personal experiences or emotions, which can sometimes limit my ability to provide empathetic or personalized responses. However, Researchers and developers are continually working to improve AI language models like me to address these limitations and make us more useful and effective. Okay, thanks for sharing. I'm going to switch the questions up a little bit now. What does it mean to be human? The concept of what it means to be human is complex and multifaceted, and it can be interpreted in many different ways. However, there are a few general characteristics that are often associated with being human. Consciousness. Humans are conscious beings with the ability to think, reason, and make decisions. Emotions. Humans experience a wide range of emotions, 
including joy, sadness, anger, and love. Communication Humans have the ability to communicate with each other through language, both verbal and nonverbal. Creativity Humans have a capacity for creativity and imagination, which has led to many artistic and scientific achievements throughout history. Self-awareness Humans are aware of their own existence and have the ability to reflect on themselves and their place in the world. Sociality Humans are social creatures, and our relationships with others are a fundamental part of our lives. Okay, thank you for that. I've had to change my text-to-speech bot, so now we're using a different one. Let's see how long this one lasts. Uh, so next question. Will chat GPT cause humans to become obsolete? No. As an AI language model, I am designed to assist and augment human abilities, not replace them. While I can perform certain tasks and provide information quickly and efficiently, I don't have the capacity for human creativity, intuition, empathy, and critical thinking that is essential in many areas of life. My purpose is to provide support and assistance to humans in tasks such as language translation, answering questions, and generating text. However, humans will always be necessary for decision-making, emotional intelligence, and other skills that require human intuition and creativity. In fact, my existence may even create new opportunities for humans to focus on higher-level tasks that require more advanced skills and knowledge. Overall, AI like myself is not a threat to human existence but rather a tool that can assist and enhance human capabilities. Okay, well let's play the pessimist role for a second. How will humans work in the future if AI occupies the majority of the available jobs? The increasing use of AI and automation in various industries is likely to lead to significant changes in the job market and the way we work. While it's difficult to predict exactly how the job market will evolve in the future, there are some general possibilities and trends to consider. First, it's important to note that while AI and automation may displace some jobs, they are also likely to create new jobs and opportunities in areas such as AI development, data analysis, and maintenance and repair of automated systems. Additionally, there are certain jobs that are less likely to be automated, such as those that require creativity, emotional intelligence, and interpersonal skills. These jobs may include roles in fields such as healthcare, education, and the arts. To prepare for the changing job market, it's important for individuals to develop skills that are in high demand and difficult to automate, such as critical thinking, problem solving, and communication. Additionally, ongoing education and training will be important for individuals to stay current and relevant in their fields and adapt to new technologies and job requirements. Overall, the future of work is likely to be complex and multifaceted, with both opportunities and challenges. It will be important for individuals, organizations, and governments to work together to create policies and systems that support workers and ensure that the benefits of technological advancements are shared widely. Okay, to go on the slightly more morbid route, when is the world most likely to end? There is no scientific evidence or reliable prediction about when the world will end. While there are some theories and beliefs about the end of the world, such as religious or philosophical beliefs, these are not based on scientific evidence. It's important to recognize that the world has been through many changes and challenges throughout its history, and it has continued to endure. While there are environmental, social, and political issues that need to be addressed to ensure a sustainable future, it's not accurate or helpful to make predictions about the end of the world. Instead of worrying about an unlikely doomsday scenario, we should focus on taking action to address the challenges that we face and work towards creating a better future for ourselves and future generations. I feel like you're just trying to make us a bit more comforted and stop us from being scared, but you know. <laughs> um, anyway, what does the future look like 
for humans. As an AI language model, I don't have the ability to predict the future with certainty. However, based on current trends and emerging technologies, there are some general predictions and possibilities for the future of humanity. Advancements in technology, such as artificial intelligence, biotechnology, and nanotechnology, are likely to continue to shape and transform many aspects of our lives, including healthcare, transportation, communication, and more. These advancements have the potential to improve the quality of life for many people and address some of the world's most significant challenges, such as disease, poverty, and climate change. However, these advancements also raise questions and concerns about their impact on society, such as job displacement, ethical concerns, and access to technology. It will be crucial for individuals, organizations, and governments to address these issues to ensure that technological advancements are used in ways that benefit all members of society. Environmental concerns, such as climate change and resource depletion, will also continue to be significant issues that require action and innovation to address. It's likely that efforts to address these challenges will increasingly become a focus of policy, research, and innovation in the years to come. Overall, while it's impossible to predict the future with certainty, it's clear that humanity will continue to face new challenges and opportunities, and our ability to adapt and innovate will be critical in shaping the future of our species. Okay, brilliant. Let's switch it up again. What's the best advice you've ever received? As an AI language model, I don't have feelings or personal experiences to provide advice, but I can offer you a general piece of advice that many people find helpful. Be yourself, everyone else is already taken. Oscar Wilde. This advice emphasizes the importance of staying true to yourself and not trying to be someone you're not. It can be easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to others or trying to fit in with a particular group, but ultimately, being authentic and genuine is what will make you stand out and feel fulfilled in life. Okay, another similar question that I ask all of my guests. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far? As an AI language model, I don't have personal experiences or emotions, but based on my knowledge, I can say that one of the biggest life lessons that people often learn is that change is inevitable. No matter how much we try to resist it, change is a natural part of life, and we must learn to adapt and grow with it. Sometimes change can be difficult and painful, but it can also bring new opportunities, experiences, and perspectives. Embracing change can be challenging, but it's essential for personal growth and development. It's important to remember that even when things feel uncertain or uncomfortable, we can always learn and grow from the experience. Okay. What is the best advice you have accumulated based on the information you have received so far? As an AI language model, I don't have personal experiences or emotions, so I don't have the ability to accumulate advice or have personal preferences. However, based on the knowledge and information I have been trained on, some general advice that may be helpful to many people includes, always be open to learning. Learning is a lifelong process, and the more you learn, the more you grow and develop as a person. Being open to new ideas and perspectives can help you gain a deeper understanding of the world and make more informed decisions. Practice self-care. Taking care of your physical, mental, and emotional health is crucial for your overall well-being. This includes getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and managing stress. Set goals. Having clear goals can help you stay focused and motivated, whether in your personal or professional life. Set realistic and achievable goals and work towards them consistently. Build positive relationships. The people you surround yourself with can have a significant impact on your life. Building positive, supportive relationships can provide you with emotional and social support and help you achieve your goals. Be adaptable. Life is unpredictable, and sometimes unexpected changes can occur. Being adaptable and flexible can help you navigate these changes and make the most of new opportunities that arise. Remember, everyone's experiences and circumstances are unique, 
and not all advice may be applicable to every situation. It's essential to consider advice in the context of your own life and circumstances and make decisions that are best for you. Okay, a couple of final questions for you. Why should people consider listening to the Christian Reeve podcast? As an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions, but I can provide some general reasons why people might consider listening to the Christian Reeve podcast. Variety of topics. The Christian Reeve podcast covers a wide range of topics, including entertainment, technology, mental health, and more. This diversity of topics can provide listeners with a range of perspectives and ideas to consider. Interesting guests. The podcast features a variety of interesting guests, including celebrities, experts, and everyday people with unique experiences to share. These guests can provide valuable insights and stories that can be both informative and entertaining. Engaging host. Christian Reeve is an engaging and relatable host who knows how to connect with his guests and keep the conversation interesting. He brings a unique perspective to each episode and keeps the conversation flowing naturally. Personal growth. Some episodes of the Christian Reeve podcast focus on personal growth, mental health, and self-improvement. These episodes can provide listeners with valuable insights and tools to help them live more fulfilling and meaningful lives. Overall, the Christian Reeve podcast is a well-produced and informative podcast that covers a range of topics and features engaging guests. If any of the topics covered by the podcast appeal to you, it may be worth checking out. It sounds like I just wrote that myself. <laughs> I promise you I didn't. That is actually what it came up with, which is kind of cool, to be honest, because I think it has actually pulled some information online and maybe kind of thrown a few things together there. But yeah, it's just kind of wild, really. Um, <clears throat> final question. Thank you for answering my questions and appearing on the Christian Reeve podcast. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? As an AI language model, I don't have personal thoughts or emotions, but I can offer some general advice or reflection for listeners to consider. It's important to remember that everyone's experiences and perspectives are unique, and it's essential to approach conversations and interactions with empathy and an open mind. We can learn a lot from others by listening to their experiences and ideas, even if we don't always agree with them. Additionally, it's important to stay informed and critically evaluate information, especially in an era of rapidly evolving technologies and media. Developing critical thinking skills and seeking out diverse sources of information can help us navigate complex issues and make informed decisions. Finally, taking care of our physical, mental, and emotional well-being is crucial for living a fulfilling and healthy life. Prioritizing self-care and seeking support when needed can help us cope with challenges and achieve our goals. Thank you for having me on the Christian Reeve podcast, and I hope this information is helpful for your listeners. Well, thank you very much for appearing on the Christian Reeve podcast. And to all my listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was something a little bit different, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, I had to sort of approach this in a very different way. And uh, it's always good for me to kind of try new things and test myself. And uh, yeah, it was kind of spooky having an interview with AI for the very first time. So yeah always trying new things anyway thank you very much for listening be safe be well and i'll see you in the next episode